Hello, fellow nerds, and welcome to a bonus episode of the Modern Health Nerd Podcast. Yes, it's the fifth episode here for our February Fitness Month. I'm your host, Teresa Sam Houghton, Chief Nerd at the Modern Health Nerd, bringing you another fascinating conversation with one of the movers, shakers, and innovators in the fitness space. Today's guest is Patrick Suarez. Patrick is a movement specialist, helping athletes, young and elite, become smarter about their movements. He's working to revolutionize the physical therapy space through Suarez Sport and Orthopedic Physical Therapy. You're probably wondering, okay, first fitness month and now a physical therapist, what are you doing here on The Modern Health Nerd? Well, we've been talking all month about yoga and Pilates for athletes, crazy HIIT workouts, vegan bodybuilding, these all take a pretty big toll on your body. And what Patrick is doing is that last piece that's really essential to a healthy body along with diet, sleep, and exercise, and that's recovery and strength. You can't keep moving well throughout your entire life if you just slam your body all the time and never take the time to recover. So today, Patrick is sharing how he's doing physical therapy differently to not only help people recover if they have an injury, but get back in the game and stay in the game longer. We had a lot of fun chatting about this and a little bit of joking back and forth because we've, we know each other pretty well by now. So I hope that you enjoy our conversation and that you take something away from it, whether or not you're an athlete. This is all about better movement in combination with using your body in a smart way. If you like this, please share it with your friends. Now, my talk with Patrick Suarez. Patrick, welcome to the podcast and thanks for joining me for my fitness month. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Why don't you let us know a little bit about yourself and what you're doing and how it relates to everything we've been talking about on fitness month. We've had everything from Pilates for athletes to crazy hit workouts to vegan bodybuilding. So where do you come in? So I am a physical therapist by trade, um, and what I do, or what I would say I do, is I keep people active. Um, so our goal here um, at my practice is to make sure people are continuing to stay active and motivated, or um, as they're getting ready to, to become active, make sure that they are putting themselves in a good position from a physical health standpoint to do that without getting injured. So, you know, your general physical therapist is going to be uh, how we bill ourselves as a movement specialist, a rehab specialist. We help people come back from injury. Um, so I feel like we do it a, a little bit differently here. So we kind of fit into this space of making sure that you can continue to, to maintain your level of fitness, maintain your level of activity, um, or improve upon that level of, of activity by either rehabbing an extra or rehabbing uh, an injury or rehabbing movement uh, or improving upon your current level of movement so that you can, you can continue to progress within your fitness. Cause sometimes we'll see um, we'll even get people who are plateauing with their, with their levels of fitness and movement. Uh, and it really boils down to improving the way that they move and educating them a little bit on the way that they move to then kind of get past that plateau. So we kind of fit in that space of between like, you know, your full on hit crazy workout, you know, workout regimen, um, but but partially getting you initiated into starting to do that, whether if it's brand new to you or if it's because you're coming back from from an injury or something like that. And full disclosure here, 
been working with Patrick for a while now because I've been having some plateauing in my own movement and some weird imbalances and I it's immensely helpful just how something small like adding a little bit of physical therapy to your regimen can do because I know that people who are super hardcore exercisers can be like I don't want to stretch I don't want to do stuff like Pilates I don't want to do any of that because it's too slow and it doesn't burn enough calories and I'm not getting anything done what would you say to somebody who clearly needs to be getting out of that mindset and getting something like this into their regimen what, what would really be a way to get them to grasp why you need to think about movement and not just being crazy in your workouts? Yeah, and that's, that's a really good topic and a really good question. And we could probably talk another like three hours just on that because that is a big part of what we see. So, you know, we get a lot of high level movers, whether they're, you know, athletes or, or fitness athletes or, or what, whatever. We get a lot of high level movers that just like you said, they don't work on mobility. They don't work on these smaller muscles for stability and all this. And, and they are, to them, they can be boring movements that take time. Um, you know, I always use the analogy, like the slower you ride your bike, the harder it's going to be to balance, right? So a lot of these, a lot of these people, a lot of these clients, they just, they like moving fast. They like pushing a lot of weight. They like moving faster. Um, so to be honest with you, a lot of times the way I bill it uh, is these are the things that are going to get you that five pound PR that are gonna get cut a couple of seconds off your time, that are gonna make you make you a little bit faster, a little bit stronger, break down that wall. And a lot of times you can you can tell them, hey, you know, I bet you you've been plateauing with some of your movements. I bet you you've been plateauing with some of your lifts, or it takes you a really long time to just add five more pounds to that lift, to cut off two seconds of that, of that run. Um, and and you know, a lot of times you get them nodding You're like, yeah, okay, okay, keep going, keep explaining what's going on. Um, so then we get more into the, hey, you know, some of these smaller muscles, they, they need to do more work for you. So for instance, let's say just because everyone knows what it is, a rotator cuff, right? Your rotator cuff is really designed to, to keep the ball in the socket and stabilize that shoulder. So if I'm working on an overhead lift, or if I'm a CrossFitter and I want to do a, a handstand pushup, I'm just not, I'm, I'm, ju I'm almost there, but I'm not getting it. A lot of times it's because that rotator cuff isn't quite as strong as it should be to help stabilize you. So you're taking away from some of those bigger muscles that should be doing the pressing and the pushing, and they're trying to help stabilize. So we kind of use that. I kind of use that method of explaining things like, Hey, you, you've got some stuff here that you're not using that can break this wall down. And yes, they're boring. They're not sexy exercises, but they're going to get you that five pound PR, they're going to cut that time off. And, and, and with these athletes that are high level movers, higher fitness, they want that extra. I mean, as I'm sure as you know, they want that little bit extra. And if we can explain it to them in those terms, um, that's how we initially can get them on board. And then it becomes another big part of our practice is that education piece, um, putting yourself in a better movement pattern where your body is more comfortable, where your body sits a little bit better versus the next person will will increase your ability to move and increase that fitness level which is again another whole topic of you know everybody's different everybody's position is going to be different everybody's movement's going to be a little bit different based on the way you've developed the way you've 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 challenged yourself over the years um so you know there is no perfect way to squat everybody's is going to be slightly different so we use that piece also as an education piece to let them know um, like, hey, they're, they're, you know, we can tweak a little, a few things on foot position, which I'm 
which I'm, which you know about, um, a foot position, you know, of arm position to put your muscles and your joints, uh, in a, in a better spot to create more force. So what got you interested in doing this? It's, like I said, it was it was actually new to me when I first we we actually first met at a fitness expo in Albany, and when I first started thinking about this, I was thinking you know I always thought physical therapy and injury, but the more I started thinking about it, was exactly what you were saying is moving better and making those changes that allow you to progress. What is your story that got you into wanting to help people to do that? Like you said, and we met at that fitness uh, at that fitness expo, and I was the only physical therapist there. And you know, we we kind of consider ourselves more performance based physical therapists. Like you said, we're trying to break that conventional that conventional mold of physical therapy. You know, let's go. You go through three sets of ten of this, three sets of ten of that. And we we kind of try to break that that ideology to be more more of these movement specialists that we bill ourselves as so for me um i i was an athlete in college i played soccer and, and baseball in college i played sports all growing up so movement and, and fitness it was always a part of my life it was always something for me that um from a from a stress side of things it was just like i got out on a field i started a workout and everything else didn't matter for that hour for that three hours whatever it was um, and that's still the case for me, you know, when I work out, working out for me is a, is a very good way for me to kind of get back to neutral. Um, you know, some people meditate, some people do yoga, some people read books, some people go for a walk, some people, you know, different stuff for me, that high work, that, that high intensity workout or, or playing a game of some kind, that's what that does for me. Um, but it also taught me a lot of um, time management skills and a lot of different skills um, moving through, which which I think helped. And so all of that background, um, plus I did have a, a an, I do have an aunt who's an early intervention physical therapist who works with, with small ones. Um, and I shadowed her a little bit. And I really liked having uh, that interaction with, with the client. Um, so as you know, you know, I, I tend to spend a, a good amount of time with, with each of my clients and I like developing that relationship. So the idea of this type of PT practice where I'm helping people move, I'm helping people get, uh, get motivated to move, be a little bit more healthy, physically healthy, maybe, you know, selfishly provide them with, a, with something that, that can help them blow off some steam. Uh, and then on that selfish side, you know, I do like helping people. Um, in terms of in terms of feeling better, getting better, it does it does bring me um, some happiness to do that from from a selfish side of things. Um, but you know, I like to keep moving, and those people that like to keep moving, I wanna I wanna help them do that as well. And so after after school, you know, I wanted to get into something where I could help people from that medical side of things. And PT to me, it drew me in because of that ability to create relationships and talk a lot more with people instead of instead of some other, some other uh, practice that it was like, you know, you're 30 seconds in, two minutes in, and then you're on to the next person. Um, that wasn't as appealing to me as being able to create these relationships and help people move forward um, from a physical health standpoint. I love that because, well, you know, I work in the plant-based space largely, and there is so much passion there too for making positive change. You talk to people and you ask them, well, how are you guys changing this? Or, or what are you going to do to contribute to this? And it's the same thing. It's the passion. And that's 
what I love to see in people. And in I think in the fitness world, it can really be, especially now that we have like things, things like TikTok and Instagram reels, everybody's trying for that little quick hit, that little quick hit. They're trying to be an influencer, trying this and that and the other thing. And there's not that deeper engagement with what they're really all about or what their audience is really all about. But because you're actually working with people one-on-one, you get the chance to be able to make a real difference in somebody's life versus I just scrolled past some influencer on Instagram who showed me a new exercise that I'm probably going to hurt myself doing because I don't know how to do it. Yeah. And and we get that here too. Like, I, you know, I'll get people come in and be like, you know, I saw some exercises online that I tried for a while and, and it didn't really get, you know, didn't really get me to what I you know wanted to get to. And, you know, that's part of why we, we've gone down this performance road of it where, we can really take the time to tease things out and understand understand where someone is coming from and what their goals are really is is the key because why else is someone coming to see you unless they have some bigger end goal in mind like you said you're not going to get that with a quick hit quick fix you're not you're not going to reach your ultimate goal with a with a quick fix and i know that's the mentality that people can carry um, but that's where our education piece comes into you know educating people on on what they should be doing shouldn't be doing and then to that end, uh, we really want to get people to understand what they can do on their own to continue to help themselves. So ultimately, you know, we want our clients to never have to see us again. We want them to be educated on what they um, on what they need and what they can do. They know where to find us when they're done. But but we ultimately don't want them to be in a position to have to come see us um, because then to to us that means something's going on. Um, that needs that needs some guidance and needs some help. So that's kind of I, I would totally agree that that quick hit, quick fix um, for things like this from a physical standpoint is isn't gonna isn't gonna do as well as really hunkering down, getting to some consistency and and really really putting your mind to to hitting that end goal. And that's one of the reasons why I I was really interested in your practice and I wanted to have you on the podcast too because it is a different perspective. And just going back for a second, because I was talking about Instagram and YouTube and all of that, I did have a couple of people on this podcast who are both on Instagram and YouTube, but the reasons that I like what they do is because they actually have consistency. Like you said, they have consistency. They're thinking about the movement. They're thinking about helping people. It's not just like, I'm going to show you a 30 second exercise or like like those five minute videos where you just go through a routine. They're like, go to it. They're actually like right there. Now from a movement standpoint, since I'm in the, in the nutrition side, how do you feel that when it comes to making these changes and getting this consistency and making sure that you can get up to that that next level and not plateau, what is your take on how like diet and nutrition fits in all of this? Oh, it's it's imperative. I mean, you know, being able to set your body up with nutrition to be able to do some of these things from a physical standpoint is is imperative and you need you need to have the building blocks from from a nutrition standpoint to to set yourself up for recovery to set yourself up for muscle growth to to be able to have all the nutrients needed in order to from our side of it if you do have an injury in order to heal and then as you get stronger in order to to increase muscle it's always a question that i'll ask um you know how is how is your nutrition um you know, what kind of, what kind of stuff are you, are you eating? Are you, are you drinking enough water? Are you getting enough intake? All that kind of stuff. Um, but for me, I kind of leave it at that. If there's something glaring, that's where my scope of practice ends. I don't have, I don't have any kind of nutrition degree or certification or anything like that. Um, I do, you know, I have, I have dabbled a little bit, so I know, I know 
enough to get me in trouble, but I do think it's very important. So if I do have someone, uh, one of my clients that I think isn't, isn't getting what they need from a nutrition standpoint, that's where, that's where we'll, we'll look for, for a professional for them that will fit their needs to, to kind of go ahead and, and go down that path um, as well, because, you know, and it goes together with, with nutrition and sleep and, and, and then your, your, your mental health, like all of that is going to be a big factor in, in your overall physical health. Um, you can be physically as strong as, as all get out. And then if your nutrition starts, starts going down the tubes and your sleep starts going down the tubes, you're not going to be able to recover from your workouts and you're going to see, you're going to see more injury. You're going to see less, uh, longer healing times, all that. So for me, all of those pieces of the puzzle uh, are, are pieces of the puzzle to hit someone's, someone's end goal. And I am just going to name drop the movie Game Changers here because a lot of people are interested in, well, what can I do to do better and and eat better and perform better? And that's a really interesting film to see for people who are looking into particularly the plant-based movement and how it can help with injury and with health and with hitting those fitness goals, which of course has been a topic on this podcast all month long. So speaking of, how do you feel that what you're doing here is contributing to just kind of a better landscape for fitness? Because we did allude to before, like how we have a lot of questionable stuff going on information wise, like across social media. So how are you contributing to making it a better and and, and I would say safer landscape for people to navigate? Yeah. And I think that's kind of the big the, the big point of it is we're trying to just, we're trying to more so than than you know, help people return from injury, uh, or, or set them up for better movement. I think part of it is really, ed- is, is more educating people on what they should be doing, what they should be doing, how they should be moving, um, what they should be feeling. And so, you know, I think, I think while we're in this kind of, you know, information age and knowledge and everyone can kind of Google whatever they want, essentially, it's really trying to help people tease out what is for them and what's not for them because everybody's a little bit different. And so if, if we can get someone in and educate that person a little bit on what they should or shouldn't be feeling, doing, um, how they should be, you know, improving their movement, what, you know, what they should be feeling when they're going through their own exercises. Um, that to me is what is what will ultimately change the landscape from that client side of things in terms of understanding better what they should be, what they should be seeking out. Um, and then from our side of it, from the clinician side of things, you know, moving more towards this, this one-on-one, you know, spend more time with that person's style, getting a little more subjective, get creating that relationship a little more and more becoming that, that client's practitioner for, for injury, for musculoskeletal injury. You know, that's where I think we're changing things a little bit on, on that side of things, uh, especially in our, in our area up here in the, in the Albany, New York area, we're trying to get this um, one-on-one, this more time with your clinician style or approach to be a little more comfortable, a little more commonplace for, for clients, because, you know, when it comes to your health, you should, you should get the time that you need. You should get that, uh, that one-on-one attention so that we can put you in the best position um, to create an environment that fosters better physical health. And tell us a little bit about how that works with you, because that is a, a, like you said, it's a big difference between traditional kind of 
I got injured, I'm going to go into physical therapy because I've had friends who've gone to the, the traditional physical therapy and it's been helpful, but then they're telling me, you know, now it's been an hour a day doing these PT exercises and it's getting redundant and this, that. So how is it different at your practice? So um, we're a little different than the traditional practice because we do one-on-one 60 minutes with a client every time. And the way we try and set things up and the reason we do that is because it does allow us to really take a look at what we're trying to accomplish with that client and what goals we're trying to we're trying to hit. So um, each time, if we need to, we'll do our hands-on work, but the, but the goal is to really alter that home exercise program and set someone up for success. So, you know, where you talk about like, okay, they go for an hour a day, they're doing their PT exercises and they're getting monotonous and they're getting boring. You know, for us, we're always trying to progress that person. So while we have PT exercises, um, and we try to make them as efficient as possible. Um, so we can do that through different different methods of, of programming, whether it's an EMOM style rehab workout um, or just a circuit style. And we try to tailor it to what you do from a, from a, um, a workout standpoint. So if you're a CrossFitter, for instance, and you're used to doing EMOMs and, and AMRAPs, we might set your rehab exercises or your, your PT exercises in that same style because that's the way your body is used to working out. If you're a hit, um, you do hit classes or things like that, we might set you up in more of a circuit style uh, rehab. So, because that's the way you like working out. If you're a baseball player, football, whatever it is, you know, we'll, we'll set you up with uh, an exercise program that is tailored to your, the way you work out, but also efficient and effective. So it's not taking you 45 minutes to an hour to get, to get through these. Um, and then as you go, and as we see that movement get better and we see strength start to improve. And a lot of times, you know, as you may know, you know, you, true strength and hypertrophy, that's not going to occur for, for weeks. That's not going to occur for six, eight weeks to actually get strength in a muscle. But if we're doing an exercise and two weeks in, that movement is much better, you're stronger. Now we're creating a neuromotor change. We're creating a new pattern. So once that pattern has been established, then we can move on, make something a little more difficult to reinforce that pattern. So we will take your exercises and alter them as we move forward within a couple of weeks, a month, you know, to, to continue to progress the way you're rehabbing so that you can have a, a go-to warm-up, cool-down, accessory program for, for when you're getting back into. And this gets back to our education piece. Now you have the tools to, to continue to, to feel good and, and maintain your, your physical health. And you have the tools to go back to if something were to were to come were to come up down the road. So that's where I find that we're a little bit different, and we spend we spend that extra time with everyone in order to in order to be able to do that. We check through those exercises, we work on any and any positioning, any movement patterns that need that need cleaning up, and then um, we do have kind of our equipment and our setup is to be able to mimic some of those higher level movements higher level classes. So we have the necessary weights, the, the barbells, the dumbbells, the kettlebells, so that we can put you through some of the things that you do in your classes to make sure those movements aren't breaking down when we start loading you up even more. And so for me, that's, that's that performance-based side of it. And that's where I feel like we're a little bit different than that traditional PT setup. And the way you describe it sounds exactly like someone should move when they are either getting into or getting back to their hardcore workouts too is that progression and making sure that that happens because you said education's big for you and I'm a huge person on like the education I've been been really harping on that like for the plant-based basis you guys got to educate more it sounds like you've really got that down for the fitness space so what would you say to somebody who 
doesn't really understand that form is so important because you got a lot of again we'll go back to the people who are super hardcore and i'm kind of making fun of myself here because i'm the kind of person that's like okay i'm not dead so i'm gonna keep moving and if i'm injured how do i work around it but there are people who are super hardcore and they're like flinging weights around and and they're maybe getting into crossfit before they should what would you say to help people understand the absolute importance of taking care with that form and with that movement so that they can not hurt themselves. <laughs> so that, I mean, and that's pretty much it, right? So you, you come in. And, so if we have someone who comes in who, who has injured themselves, you know, that, that discussion of, look, if we can get your hip in this position, if we can get your pelvis slightly, slightly rotated, if we can get your shoulders a little more stable, then this injury doesn't have to occur again and knock you out or, or make you not, be able to do what you normally do. And that's big for, for most people is they just want to keep doing what they're doing. Um, and then I, I'm, I'm, I'm very big on, which I, uh, sometimes I don't understand when people get told not to move and not to exercise. Um, so we do as much as we can to keep people moving. If we have to modify, we have to modify. And, and if something is going to be detrimental to your overall physical health, we will tell you to stop doing it. But our goal is to, to not have that happen. Um, to figure out how we can continue to work around that to keep you moving and keep that sanity that people draw from from exercising. Um, but the way I, I typically explain it to people is, look, if, if we can clean up some of this movement, um, for instance, a lot of times it happens with a shoulder blade. If we can get that shoulder blade moving and get that foundational strength a little bit better in, in that shoulder blade, not only will you move better and prevent some of this injury, but you will actually come back a little bit stronger. You'll be able to, to push a little more weight. You'll be able to move a little bit faster. But if we don't get that foundational movement back, if we just work on those symptoms, like let's say we work on a few muscles in terms of soft tissue, um, now your symptoms are feeling better, your pain goes down, or you don't even come in. You rest for, for two to four weeks. You know, you stop, you decide, you know what, I'm just going to stop doing this, let this heal up, and then I'll go right back to it. That stuff is just going to slowly come back right? So there's some movement in there that's off that even if you rest it and let it relax, as you go back to it, it's going to be a little bit off and it will slowly build up, slowly build up until you're right back in this position again. And we don't want to do that because you don't want to take another four weeks off. And every six months, you don't want to take a month off just to get better. Um, so why don't we clean that movement up now? And you don't have to, we won't have to worry about you taking that four week rest, um, you know, three or four months down the road. And that's kind of how we explain it um, to them. And a lot of times people are totally on board with that. Nobody wants to stop if they don't have to. Um, so, so that's kind of how we, we educate on that piece of it. If we move better, we prevent injury down the road, whether you're a runner, you're a CrossFitter, you're, you're in hit classes, you're a ball sport athlete, whether you're a hiker, any of those things. We work on those movements now. We work on those little pieces of strength and movement now. You don't have to take next season off. Sounds like you're kind of looking for a paradigm shift in the fitness world, which goes along with my next question, which is what do you feel we really need to be focusing on in the health and fitness world now? You can go back to the traditional, like you said, okay, I got injured, I stop, and now I go back to it and I get injured and I guess, and, and just that cycle can keep going and going and going. And I'm seeing a huge change now, like in the fit, like the larger fitness world where people are starting to do things like embrace the plant-based diet and show that their performance can improve in other ways. So as we're going forward here, what, what do you think that overall we should be focusing on in health and fitness? Yeah. So overall, from our, from my perspective, it's, it's 
um, you know, I always come, come back to that education piece, the language that we use with people um, and really informing people why, why are we doing certain things? Um, you know, I, I think a lot of times people will jump into a new workout program or anything because they see results on other people, but it's, it's more about why are you doing, you know, why are you doing this? What's, what's the end, what's the end purpose? And so for me, that shift should come back to that education piece of, you know, why we can move better so that you can do these things longer and be more fit, um, more fit as you go. And, and I always, I always look at it, this scenario that I always bring up people is like, if an apocalypse was to happen from a fitness standpoint, would you feel comfortable? Right? So, oh no, you know, my shoulder kind of hurts all the time, but I just kind of keep going with it because, you know, whatever. But if something were to happen and you need to use that shoulder, now you don't know how to get that shoulder better, how to use it properly. So, you know, that I think moving forward from a health standpoint and a fitness, fitness and physical health standpoint, we need to educate more on why we do these rehab, you know, in quotes, exercises. Um, you know, I, I've, I've tried to get a little more away from that and be more of an accessory you know, they're accessory exercises. They're not our big muscle movements. They're not, you know, a bench press or a squat, but they help contribute to you having a better bench press and a better squat. Um, and I think getting into that piece, like those, those smaller accessory programs to me are just as important as those big movements um, because they keep us healthier. They keep our ligaments, our tendons, our joints healthier while we get bigger muscles and we get more fit and all that kind of stuff. Um, so that education piece needs to shift a little bit to why we're doing these things. And the reason for that is to, to give you a better base, a better foundation to then gain, have these bigger gains on top of it. And that's kind of what we try to do in here is try to try to educate people on, hey, you have to do, you have to be better at creating midline tension, right? So that you can hold a position a little bit longer so that you can lift a box so that you can carry your heavy laundry up up and down the stairs or so that you can gain 10 pounds on your back squat and we're having a little giggle over here because midline tension is one of my major issues <laughs> as i noticed during my workouts it sounds very much like you're into not only keeping people moving but kind of getting out of that mindset of we always have to go hardcore or we're not working hard enough whereas it sounds like you're saying we need to get that foundational bit back into our fitness back into our health and start to embrace taking care of our bodies instead of just slamming ourselves until we can't move right and and don't get me wrong there's a point in time when you can do that but you also have to be able to recover from that um, and that foundational strength, just like anything else, just like any structure, if you don't have that foundational strength, eventually it's going to collapse. You know, it, we, if you create that foundational strength and you have proper nutrition, proper sleep habits, you can then slam your body into the ground three or four days a week, but you have the tools to recover. Um, and you can use those accessory programs as recovery. You know, your nutrition, your, your sleep is all there. Your hydration is all there to help you recover in order to slam your body into the ground, you know, three, four, five days a week for, for that matter. And, 
um, you know, you can see you, everyone sees some of the people that do it the best. They work out hardcore for four to five, six days a week, but all those other facets are, are exactly where they need to be so that they can do that. You know, sometimes you'll see you, people want to, they'll see someone who's really high level and they'll want to do exactly that, but they don't see the stuff that that person does when the lights are off. They don't see that they're getting 10 hours of sleep. They don't see that they're eating properly. They don't see that they're doing their, their accessory programs daily. Um, they're using them before and after they work out. They don't see that they're doing mobility or yoga also. They just see them pushing a lot of heavy weight and moving really fast. Um, they don't see all that. It's like the iceberg, you know, right? You see the, the, you see the top of that iceberg, but you don't see all the bottom piece that goes into that. Uh, and that bottom piece that goes into that, that's, that's where a lot of people need to focus in order to continue or get better at, at the, the top part of that iceberg. And I had uh, earlier this month, I had Millionaire Hoy on this podcast, and he's big into all that too. He's super transparent with his audience. He has an online fitness platform and he's super transparent with his audience. He's like, you got to get the water in, you got to get the sleep in. And by the way, I stretch this much per day. So if you really need to do this or you can't keep coming back and doing these workouts. So it's it's good to hear you like confirming that from a recovery and a, a foundational standpoint. Now I'm going to ask you the big question because we're getting close to the wrap up here. This is my favorite one to ask at the end of the podcast. So if you had unlimited power and unlimited resources and you could bring about one change in the way that we're approaching health and fitness right now, what would it be? Completely unbridled power and, and resources to make it happen. Yeah, let's see. So, I mean, I think I'm just going to harp on the same stuff I've been talking about the whole time. If I, if we had unlimited resources and limited power, and people would listen, I think the, the one thing I would do is from, a, is from a young age with parents and with kids, uh, reinforce the importance of, one, the importance of physical activity, the importance of maintaining physical activity, and then how to properly set yourself up for doing that. You know, if I had unlimited resources that I could, again, educate people on on how to do these things. I think there was a quote, I can't remember where I saw it from, but uh, it, the quote was, if the world was 50% stronger, we would have 50% less pain. And so, you know, just being able, if I had unlimited resources, being able to educate people on how to do that, how to, how to set themselves up for success with physical activity, that would probably be, be what I would do. So kind of taking it as far as you possibly can and spreading the message and getting people, getting people moving and keeping them moving. Pretty much. And then if, and then if the, the resources continue to be unlimited, providing brick and mortar places or in this day and age now, virtual ways people can do that together. Um, I do, I do think community is a big part of it. Um, so, and getting, getting people together and doing, doing the same or similar type stuff, uh, people just feed off of each other. And so if I took that one step further, it would then be creating a community where people could do this together virtually or, or in a brick and mortar place. And speaking of community, where can people find you? Where can they follow you online? And also if they're in the Albany area, where they can find you if they're interested in trying out your unique physical therapy. So we are at uh, SuarezPhysicalTherapy.com. That's our website. And then on Instagram, we are Suarez, at Suarez, S-O-P-T. Um, so we do videos on there, some educational videos, uh, exercise videos. We do some fun stuff on there too. I do a movie quote Monday, which I love because I love movies. Um, we, do, we do some fun stuff on there too. We're on Facebook at Suarez Sport and Orthopedic Physical Therapy. 
and we were on YouTube at Suarez Sport and Orthopedic Physical Therapy. And now our YouTube page has a lot of different exercises with us explaining different accessory exercises that we go through. Um, we use it a lot for our clients and giving them links so that they can see that. But the YouTube page will start to have more educational pieces, mini workshops, uh, full-on workshops, things like that. So those are the main places that you can find us. We're located in two spots in Latham, New York and Saratoga Springs, New York. Um, so we have two locations there. Those are our in-person places, our brick and mortar places. And again, we are performance-based PT. So we are located in gyms. One gym right now that we're located in is Uplift. Uh, that's the one in Latham. And then the other one uh, up in Saratoga, we're located right next to a gym called Peak Performance. And so uh, we do that because it also gives us access to a lot of the equipment, performance-based equipment for people rejoining class, rejoining practices, rejoining CrossFit, that we can really challenge them um, with the weights and the movements that they're going to be doing. Um, so that's where we're located. And then, and then, as I said, you can find us on those different digital uh, platforms, social media platforms, where you can kind of take in some content. We do put out some eBooks and things like that. If you go to our profile on Instagram and, and click on our link tree, there's different eBooks that we have uh, there. And, you know, we're working on continuing to put out more contact, content in this upcoming year for people. And we're always open. If you have suggestions, we're always open to creating different content um, because, you know, generally speaking, if someone has a question, more people have that same question. And, and there's just, you know, one person had the courage to ask it before the others. So we're our, we are up for, for taking suggestions and questions on, on content to continue to build. And, you know, I'm all about content. So it's a keep, keep going with that. Keep bringing the, the good content. And I'll put all of the information for people to look at in the show notes so that they can check you out and see all that great stuff that you're doing uh, on Instagram. And I'm interested in, in watching your Instagram and your YouTube grow too. So thanks for being on the podcast and sharing all of that and giving us a, a different perspective for Fitness Month too kind of show us how we can do all of these other things that we've been talking about. Like I said, we've been we've been doing all sorts of movement stuff and hit stuff and bodybuilding. And this is how we make sure that we can do it without getting hurt. So thanks for uh, sharing all your insights. And it was great having you on. I appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed talking. So this was great. Well, thanks. Big thanks again to Patrick for taking the time to share his unique take on physical therapy and what he's doing to help people live and move better. And that's a wrap for Fitness Month. Next week, we'll be back in the plant-based and food space with more episodes of the Modern Health Nerd podcast. And again, if you like it, please share it and give us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. Have a great weekend and stay nerdy. Stay nerdy.